Just a friendly reminder, the rules of vowel contraction only apply to present stem forms. Present indicative, imperfect indicative, present subjunctive, present participle, present infinitive. When you get to present imperatives, they'll apply there, but only to present stem forms. Okay? Second, the present stem participle, all voices, actually ends up always having omega. That's, you can kind of count on that. Look, in fact, go ahead and look at page 206. Is that the page up there? Yeah, he has a whole page. I'm not sure why he did this. He must have been in a good mood. But um, just because in every case with a present stem participle, whether it's active, middle, or passive, masculine, feminine, or, or neuter, every time the alpha of the stem collides with either an omega, but much more often an omicron. And so it's ah, uh, oh, every stinking one of them. So that omega with the circumflex is it's just going to happen in all of your present stem participles. On page 206, he gives you every one of them. And you can see, if you take the time, the parenthetical forms are the uncontracted ones. And then you can look at, the, um, uh, look at how they result in a contracted form. Okay? <coughs> so that's just a note about the participle. Third. Now, this is, an, this is an anomaly. It just breaks the rule. And so it's in the chapter, but I, I mean, Vels has it in the chapter, but I wanted to put it up here. The present infinitive active, only active, it simply breaks rule number three. It should be, if you have tima plus the infinitive active infinitive ending, ein, you'd expect an iota subscript, right? Well, it's not there. It just breaks the rule. It's not timon with Yoda subscript, but simply timon without Yoda subscript. Just why does it do that? It's due to the hilarious development of the Greek language. The hilarious development of the Greek language. Right. It doesn't do that No, no, just alpha contract. Right. Correct. Correct Amundo. Now, note this last uh, miscellaneous item. Very few alpha contract verbs, do not lengthen the stem vowel to eta. They simply retain the stem alpha. But they're otherwise regular. So I think in the vocab today, we meet this verb, agaliao, which means I rejoice or I exult. It's still very regular. Look at the future, agalias. And the only difference is you'd expect that alpha to be eta. Well, it just stays alpha. But you know, otherwise it's weak and very predictable. Does and would become eta? Is that what you're trying to say? That this is an exception and most of the time it would have become Almost all the time the stem vowel does become eta, and that is exactly right, Wendell. This is simply an exception. There are a few verbs that are exceptions. And in this regard, they're like kaleo in epsilon, because kaleo doesn't lengthen the epsilon to eta either. It keeps the epsilon, but it adds sigma, and the stems are weak and everything is just peachy keen, okay? So, uh, and as you might expect, since a whole chapter is devoted to it, there are lots and lots of alpha contract verbs. 
just as there are lots and lots of common epsilon contract verbs. And so that's why it, it's kind of a, you know, there, there's not, well, there isn't any more to the chapter than this, see? So in a sense, it's more sort of morphology, which is a pain in the neck, you know. But, but they're, they're so common that, you know, I think it's wise of Dr. Vels to devote kind of a whole chapter so that you have a chance to try to start memorizing and to start implementing the three rules, which again are ah, and ah, uh oh, and my favorite, ah, yota yota. It helps if you kind of let your voice go up and over at the yota yota. <laughs>